Did the Hawks steal another sharpshooter? I would definitely say uh, a streaky shooter who's who got a lot of heart. Welcome to the Hawks Report, the new podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you the stories behind the score. I'm Jay Black, temporarily holding the reins while we let our new AJC Hawks beat reporter Lauren Williams settle in here on her first week. So we've already gotten through your first draft. It was a late night, but are the Hawks a better <laughs> team today? I don't know. I think that's a tough one because... You know, obviously, these two guys that the team drafted last night, they're not going to really come in and see the floor day one. From what Landry Fields said, this is kind of a developmental phase for these guys. So it's a wait and see situation, a wait and see situation. All right. So coming up, we will dig into the Hawks' two new selections, why there were no other moves made, why none of these other rumors have paid off quite yet, and who else? Had a good night around the NBA. The Hawks Report is brought to you by Emory Healthcare, the official healthcare provider of the Atlanta Hawks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so we welcome an 18-year-old, six-foot-six wing, A.J. Griffin to Atlanta. And if you're surprised he's a Hawk today, A.J. is also a little surprised that he is a Hawk today. You know, I, I just found out this uh, tonight, you know, I was going to be drafted by them, man. I'm mean, so excited, man. I, words can't even explain how I feel, and now I'm just ready to get to work, you know? A.J. says he never really even talked to the Hawks during the draft process, but GM Landry Field says they were paying attention. Yeah, well, we've been covering them all year. And uh, he's a guy that we had highly rated. Didn't really think he would be there at 16. We had a chance to speak with him in Chicago, too. Had a great interview just about the right stuff, the values that you know we're going after, the character, the hard work, the work ethic that he has. Um, we're very excited about what he can bring from his versatility to, to everything from a, a personality standpoint. Um, couldn't be happier about having him. We're really glad. Apparently, AJ forgot that he talked to the Hawks in Chicago, but... Uh, Laura, are you surprised this ended up being the pick? You know, it makes sense. I'm a little surprised that they didn't make any moves. I'm honestly going to say that. I really thought that they would have tried to move Collins and somehow get into the top 10 and get one of those lottery guys. But, you know, from from what I understand, they're going to take a little bit of a slow burn approach with A.J. Griffin. And, I mean, it makes sense. They have a lot of guys on this roster that they like, and so... Obviously, they have some really tough decisions to make moving forward with free agency coming up now. But, yeah, I'm a little surprised. Griffin is certainly a scorer. I think what's underrated is his handle ability, his ability to put the ball on the floor and make plays for himself. We didn't see that a lot at Duke, but throughout the pre-draft process, watching him in his pro day, um, going back and seeing some of the flashes when he was at Duke, like that's, that's there. So if he can continue to develop that, he really opens up an arsenal of versatility for, for himself and for what we can do 
um, you know, with our team. And when the defense comes along, he utilize, utilizes that body and that wingspan. Um, I mean, sky's the limit for that kid. Griffin did average 10 points a game with Duke, which doesn't look great. But he would have led college basketball in three-point percentage if he had qualified. So is it fair to say the Hawks got one of the best shooters in this draft? Absolutely. I, I think even though he describes himself as a streaky shooter, shooting comes at a premium in this league. We saw with Golden State, you can never have enough shooters. And I think it's important to have that coming off the bench. And, you know, one can ask questions about his defense, which we're going to get into a little bit later. But I definitely think they, they got one of the best shooters. And as Landry Fields just said, he has the ability to put the ball on the floor and be aggressive and attack the basket. So if they can continue to tap into that, they'll, they'll get a versatile player who will score in multiple ways. Yeah, speaking of Griffin's defense, here's what he thinks of himself on that end of the floor. Yeah, I think, you know, that's you know, something I worked on tremendously after the season. And, you know, just be able to, you know, be in an organization that, you know, takes pride in that that's definitely gonna be you know something I look forward to because you know defense wins championships so you know just be able to uh, you know have that mindset you know especially a team mindset is, is definitely good so I can't wait I mean if you know a basketball is round you know the Hawks are not good on defense and all we heard even from the front office is we got to get better on defense we got to get better on defense it was reasonable to expect a defensive stopper in this draft did the Hawks get better defensively with this pick? I would not say that they got infinitely better with this pick. As they said, he's got a lot of heart, which you need in a player at this level, but you also need the skill. And one thing that scouts kind of knocked him for is his slow feet laterally. And I think if you're going to have a, a, a stopper on the defensive end, you've got to have somebody who has quick feet, who can stay in front of guards, especially smaller guards who can blow right past you and, Right now, we don't know if Griffin has that capability, especially because of the injuries that happened to him in high school. You know, how, how well will his knee hand up, especially if he's trying to stay with those smaller, faster guards? So time will tell. Maybe he has the potential to develop into that. Uh, I'm a little skeptical, but, you know, he has, a, he has a dad who is an assistant coach in the NBA in Adrian Griffin. So... I'm sure in some ways they'll be able to work out something and figure something out about how to get him up to speed at the NBA level. Because, I mean, to be honest, I guess to give him a little bit of grace, no NBA rookie is perfect on the defensive end when they start in this league. But Nate McMillan is going to have his work cut out for him to get him there for sure. Speaking of Griffin's dad, Adrian played for a decade in the league and he gave his son some advice. Um, Yeah, he he gave me uh, great advice, you know, just, you know, situations where you know he's been in he's giving me advice and you know he he went undrafted and so he was just telling me you know it's just about you know what you do after and how 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 much like how much work you put in after you know he said it's you know hard hard enough getting here but you know to stay here you got you got to put in that you know you got to put in that work again and just continue to stay hungry and he just you know he gives me all the great tips on how to be a pro on and off the court so yeah but AJ didn't really play much basketball in his junior or senior years of high school because of, of serious injuries. Mm-hmm. Is that why he fell? I wouldn't be surprised if that is, because that's a huge question mark whenever anyone has a serious injury like that, that keeps them out for a significant amount of time. Obviously it leads to questions about their durability at this level. And we know that this is a grind. Um, 
you know, players are not going to be able to take as many games off if they're, if they're young. You really only see players take time off when they're, you know, a little bit older. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was a knock against him with some of the teams because he was projected to go in the lottery for many of those mock drafts at the beginning of the year. So the Hawks don't have any concerns about his injury history. In fact, Landry Fields said that things seem to check out. So again, this is just a time will tell situation in my opinion. Landry told us the strategy was best player available, not mm-hmm. necessarily for need. Was this the yep. best player available? It would appear so to the Hawks. Yeah. <laughs> um, Michael and, and Gabe, they, they both talked about Tari Eason. So it's interesting to see that he went exactly after AJ Griffin. So Maybe the Hawks will be kicking themselves in two years when Tari Eason decides to go off against them. But I don't know. I I think they got a great shooter. He has a lot of potential. He could be that person who takes some of the pressure off of Trey Young, especially if he can develop that side of his game where he's attacking the basket more consistently. If he can become that player that knocks those shots down. I mean, he has the potential. There's a lot of potential there. So I don't think that you can really knock that. And if the Hawks thought that he was the best player available at 16, then we're going to just see where this goes. Ride the wave. All right. So what's the plan here for AJ now? We'll see. You know, he's, yeah, you're right. He's definitely young. Um, He's got a great physical body. You know, he can definitely shoot the ball and he takes pride on the defensive end. So um, we'll see right now for, where we have him at, he's still got some some development to to do, as most rookies do, and uh, we'll bring him along slowly. So we'll see in time. I think he's more of a college park guy right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what that sounds like to me. I, I think it would have been nice if they could have gotten somebody who was a little bit more NBA ready. But you know, AJ's only eighteen; he's going to turn nineteen by the time the season starts in October. So. I mean, I don't know how many 18-year-olds are running around the NBA right now at this point, so it's it's not surprising. All right, while AJ is young, the Hawks' second-round pick relatively is old. <laughs> Tyrese <laughs> yes, Martin is actually true. older than Trey Young. Here's what Landry thought of his other pick. Second-round pick, Tyrese Martin. Um, what an unbelievable story. I'm excited for you guys to, to get a chance to speak with him. Uh, another guy that, from a character value standpoint, what we want to build here. Um, we couldn't be more excited. Him and AJ are, are, are top-notch in that regard. Tough kid, brings defense, also versatile as a wing, um, can shoot the ball. Hopefully we continue to see that uh, be consistent as we continue on here. You know, he had a, he had a great shooting year last year. We want to make sure that that's going to continue. But um, from, from what he brings from an intangible standpoint on the defensive end, he's another guy just like AJ, where I think that the handle is a little underrated. And that's something that we saw in the pre-draft process that, uh, that really grew, you know, at UConn, he played a great role and that's really going to help us as we project a guy like that in the second round to possibly get in the pathway to play more. Is there a spot for Martin on this roster? I think if his defensive side of the game is a little bit further ahead than Griffin potentially, but it's really hard to tell when a guy is taken 51st how much of an impact they're going to make on a roster. I mean, we don't really see a ton of second-round picks that far down really break into the NBA. It's, it's very, very rare. It's interesting to me that the Hawks decided to take a chance on a guy that had really one breakout year, and you heard Landry Fields mention it too. They're going to monitor if it's consistent. So I guess my question 
for the Hawks organization is if you're uncertain about that consistency, why take that chance? But they've been monitoring this guy for this entire year. I'm sure some other things peaked out in the draft workout that made this decision a little bit easier for them. Fields did mention in his pre-draft availability that sometimes in workouts, things kind of jump out at you that kind of make the decision easier. So, you know, I think summer league will be a big time for Martin to kind of shine and really make a convincing argument that he should have a spot on this roster. How well does uh, $2 million play defense? It better play something. Uh, <laughs> I think what's interesting too is that they had a, a a range of guys that they they really liked at that spot, and you know they said that there were some teams that were willing to give up some money to or give up something to kind of move up to that forty fourth spot. So you know I guess they did all of their homework. They said that they felt very prepared before the draft. So I think this is a time will tell situation. Is that just one of those things where the Hawks had a group of players that were kind of all about the same? So we might as well get some money out of this and trade back down. Exactly. It was just a, we might as well get something out of this. If we're not making that splashy trade, uh, we might as well get something. And I think there's something to be said about having an extra $2 million cushion. (laughs) (laughs) Who who would want a $2 million cushion? (laughs) Who wouldn't want a $2 million cushion? (laughs) This is the Hawks report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. All right, extra, extra. It is a big-time summer sale from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. In fact, it is our best deal of the year to grab a subscription, and it's only for a limited time. You can get unlimited digital access to the AJC for six months for just 99 cents. That is all of Lawrence Hawks coverage, all of our sports coverage. You get breaking news, politics, investigations, food and dining, everything on AJC.com. You also get the e-paper and access to all of our newsletters, which includes the new Bradley's Buzz, where our columnist Mark Bradley, all for less than a buck for the next six months. That's basically for the rest of 2022. So to get the best journalism in Georgia, go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcasts. That is subscribe.ajc.com slash podcasts, so you always know what's really going on. Now, I was promised chaos with all these rumors that I read around about the Hawks roster, and that did not happen on Thursday night. Rumor after rumor after Atlanta leads to nothing. But Field says he was certainly busy. Yeah, I mean, look, in the past few days, you know, part of our job is, as you know, it's taking a bunch of calls and making a bunch of calls. But, you know, honestly, like right now, it's about these these draft picks that we had and it's about their night. So I'd like to keep it with that for sure. So what happened? Why was it uh, such a quiet night? I'm going to guess that nobody wanted to take on that contract. Um, that contract is John Collins. Yep, that John Collins contract. I mean, that's a pretty 
pretty big uh, time frame that you're committing to this guy who has had some injury history. And um, if you're willing to give up a lottery pick, you're going to want some guarantee that this guy is going to stay healthy for at least longer than, you know, a few games. And so it, it stinks for, for Collins that he always feels like he's in limbo. I'm sure, you know, at this point, he just kind of keeps a go bag ready whenever he gets that call. But yeah, I'm interested to try and learn what kind of deals or what kind of offers people were approaching the Hawks with. Obviously, Fields wasn't willing to go into detail about that yesterday because he wanted to focus on the draft picks, understandably. But you got to wonder, what was it that stopped them from wanting to pull the trigger? He was asked about John Collins. We have under contract for a long time. He's been a great player for us. He's done great things for us. So, you know, we're, we're excited about John Collins. You know, like right now, I'm sure as everyone has alluded to, you know, you take phone calls, you make phone calls. It's just part of our job. We've been mandated to get better and we want to get better. So that's kind of what I mentioned before, for sure. Is the door closed on this thing now or more likely, less likely, or, or still kind of the same situation that the Hawks were before the draft about trying to remake this roster? I think now more than ever, there there has to be some moves happening in order to take that step forward, just because obviously we know these draft picks aren't going to be making an impact on day one. And if you're going to try and trot out the same roster that you've had for the past two years, I highly doubt that you're going to have any success. So I think they're back to square one. And and I think now, you know, with free agency coming up, they're going to have to make some serious decisions. They're going to really have to make some really serious calls about either clearing some space and moving some players around. I mean, heck, we saw, you know, some of the work that the Knicks did to kind of clear the Kemba Walker contract from their roster. And that opened up some space for them to go and get somebody who can move the needle for their organization. So I do think the Hawks need to, I guess, buckle down and really think hard about what direction they want to take this team. Who was the most approved team in the draft last night? And I'm going to assume it was not the Knicks because I'm still not really sure what they did. No, I wouldn't say they're the most improved, but they definitely made a decision about somebody who had been in limbo for pretty much the entire season with that organization. But I'm going to say, you know, the Pistons definitely took a step forward. I don't obviously think that they're going to be a championship team next year, but I think they're going to be a really fun team to watch. I also really, really liked what the Magic did. I mean, they kind of took us out, uh, took us by surprise by taking Bancaro because earlier that day we all heard that it was going to be Smith, Holmgren, Bancaro. So I really think the the Rockets took a step forward. Obviously, these teams are still really young because you know they're they're building their roster through the drafts, but. I think those teams are going to be really, really fun to watch. I think Cleveland got better with Agbaji. It's always good to have that versatile guard in your arsenal. What do you think about the top of the draft with uh, Bancaro, Holmgren, and Smith going one, two, three? You know, I like it. I was a bit surprised, like I said, that they they switched things up because for all we heard, uh, Smith was a lock in Orlando. I mean, he only worked out for a couple of teams, I believe Orlando and OKC. So he didn't even meet with the Rockets, but I like it. I think it all fits. I think that Jalen Green and Smith backcourt is going to be really fun. They also added in, I believe, Terry Eason to that group. So I think it's going to be a really fun and fast paced season with a lot of these teams that we're used to seeing run a little bit of a slower offense. All right. So what's, uh, what's next for you and the Hawks uh, coming up uh, this offseason? What are you looking forward to? 
you know, just going back to them making a decision about somebody. Uh, I think, again, you can't expect to have different results if you're if you're doing the same thing over and over again. And I think last season showed that you really do need that big presence on defense. And I think going out and finding that veteran free agent who can be that defensive stopper, who could potentially help this younger team kind of change its attitude around and and become more defensive minded is going to be a big thing. So whether that's moving Collins to Utah for and trying to get Rudy Gobert or uh, somebody else, there just has to be something that's done. Just something. Who's who's going to summer league? What are you going to be watching for there? I'm definitely going to be watching to see who can compete at this level. Um, we haven't had a ton of indication as to who, but I'm going to guess uh, Sharif Cooper will be there at summer league. So want to see how he's going to take a ne- uh, the next step forward. And if he is going to be that secondary guard of the future for the Hawks, obviously we're going to be watching to see how Griffin performs and, and see how he complements this team and, or could potentially complement this team because obviously the veterans won't be playing there. And it's really going to be cool to get a closer look at, at Martin. So that's kind of what I'm going to be watching for. And, obviously keeping an eye out for that free agent news. All righty, so that's where we will uh, go ahead and, and, uh, and, and leave it there, and Lauren can uh, wrap up her first uh, draft experience with the Hawks and her second Talk Support podcast. So uh, if you like what you heard, please rate, review, follow, share, and subscribe. And, uh, Lauren, we will see you next time on the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song. A celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.